Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. I am intentionally encouraged when I see people doing business the right way. And for the last 15 years, Damon Burton and his team at SEO National have done just that. Now you might say, Brian, what can they do for me and my business? I'm going to tell you what they can do for you. They can help you understand search engine optimization. There are a lot of players out there in the marketplace, but you want a team of people that are going to be dedicated to working with you and helping you to understand search engine optimization and how you can show up higher on search engines so that you can bring more revenue into your business. Damon and his team are full of integrity, honesty, decency, and trust. And if that's important to you and that encourages you, I would encourage you to give them a call today at 855-736-6285 or go to seonational.com and get a free quote and tell them you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Get ready for a dynamite conversation coming up right now on the Intentional Encourager podcast. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. I'm kind of like a kid at Christmas with this episode because I've followed this guy on YouTube for a good while. And if you're not following Jack Vale, V-A-L-E, if you're not following Jack Vale on YouTube, you're missing out on comedy gold. You're missing out on on real life and, and interactions with people. Find him on YouTube at Jack Vale or Jack Vale Films. He's a filmmaker. He's a Christian podcaster himself i mean look at that setup if you're watching on youtube look at that setup but i am honored to have jack vale joining me today on the intentional encourager podcast jack how are you man good good thank you for having me i'm excited to talk to you man i'm excited to have you i want to start here i was watching something the other day by the great late great comedic actor leslie nielsen and he was doing interviews he was with, you know, Conan O'Brien. This this was probably 13, 14 years ago. Conan O'Brien, David Letterman. And, of course, I, I love the Naked Gun movies, Airplane, things like that. I'm a comedy nut. I, I love good comedy, slapsticks. Like Leslie. And Leslie Nielsen brought out this little, little fart machine and just started in the middle of an interview, just very deadpan, just used it. And, and, and what he was trying to do was – here, Leslie Nielsen, all these years, was a, ser a serious comedic actor until he had done Airplane. There's something about how even dramatic people love to laugh. For you, how have you tapped into the power of laughter and humor in the last several years with what you've done with your videos? I don't know if you can hear that or not. Yeah, I, I got it. That was that was glorious, man. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got. I don't know if there's a noise gate on this thing or what, but um, sometimes you can't always hear it. You do whatever you want to do, man. So you know, I'm so glad that you you're talking about Leslie Nielsen already because it, I'm a big big fan of his, and um, you know, I, I mean, I remember the Naked Gun movies and Airplane and stuff, and he was such a. Um, such a just an incredibly trait like he knew comedy like nobody else knew it and he knew the comedic timing of things and and all of that stuff and um it's funny you're right leslie was a, a he was a dramatic actor and started to get known for these comedy these movies that were kind of slapstick kind of crazy movies 
And um, it's funny because in, I think, 1986, maybe, I saw him as a special guest in an episode of Highway to Heaven with Michael Landon. I'll never, I'll never forget that. And um, there's nothing funny about it, you know. So it was the first time that I actually got to see him act for real. Mm-hmm. But what was great about his comedy is he brought that with him wherever he went. You know, I met him a few times at golf tournaments and and things like that. And he always had his little fart toy with him because he just uh, he never knew when it might come in handy to break the ice with somebody or, you know, whatever. So as a kid growing up, you know, I watched a lot of him. I watched uh, Don Knotts. I liked a lot, you know, and things like that. And I studied kind of the uh, the timing of, of when they would do something funny and what the reaction would be of the people around them. And anyway, so I'm a big, big fan of his. And I think that's definitely, I, I think that influenced um, how I started and, and uh, how I decided, you know, hey, this is funny, but could I actually earn a full-time living, you know, capitalizing off of a fart sound? <laughs> and um, I think I did. I think I did it. I mean, I think I accomplished what every dad in the world <laughs> would like to do. Well, and, and and here's the thing too, Jack. Every dad, you know, especially if you have sons, and I have a 22-year-old, you know, especially every dad loves to, to you know, the pull my finger trick. And it, but it's every wife's embarrassment. I got to ask you, how, how are you received at home with, with things like that? Does your, does your wife eye roll like mine does and just shake her head and, and just, you know, pretend that, that I, I I don't exist or, you know, what, what's that like for you? She has really, I hit the jackpot there. She's been very supportive. So she, she's really been into it. The, The first time we sat down and had a conversation about it. I, I think it was 2006 or seven. And, uh, and I had YouTube had only been up for, you know, 2005, I think it launched. So it was shortly after that. And um, I, I played with one of these little fart toys that I found at the store one time and mine broke. And I figured out a way how to patch it up and fix it so that I could keep working it. And it's just, it's just a, a piece, you know, it's a rubber cylinder that blows air through a hole in the top into the palm of your hand. And um, I don't know, it meant a lot to me because every time I went out in public and used this thing, it made people laugh. And that's what I liked about it. So it was a it was a good icebreaker. In fact, I made a lot of friends with it, believe it or not. So I'd have it with me, my keys, my wallet, and my pooter, all the necessities, you know. And I, and I would use this thing and... Um, I would always get a reaction from it. So I thought, well, if I, if I could just film this happening, you know, maybe it would just sell itself and we wouldn't have to work so hard. So we did. And then I started putting all my effort and energy and time into doing that. And she was supportive a hundred percent. I mean, she was really into it. The first conversation was pretty funny because I sat down and I said, listen, I got this idea. This is what I want to do. It's one thing to, for it to be a hobby or to make it kind of a, a, an additional part of your life, you know, but yeah. I was serious about it. I mean, I, you know, I was like, I think we could do this full time. And, uh, <laughs> and so I think that initial conversation was kind of interesting. She's like, I don't you know. I don't know about yeah. this, but I mean, in the end, she believed in it. She believed in me. And so, you know, we did it and it, it started to kind of take off pretty much right away within about a year or so we were, um, 
we were uh, doing well on YouTube and, and then Facebook happened and, you know, all the other things. And so I just love it. I, I love that you get to break up the monotony in people's everyday life and um, give them something to talk about. I love that too. And, and Jack, what I love about it is, and, and let's go here for just a second, because as we record this, there was another incident in a Walmart in Chesapeake, Virginia, where, where people were shot and killed. And you use Walmarts quite a bit to, to film your episodes. If those, those that are going to discover you, if you haven't already, Jack does a lot of filming in Walmarts and, um, you know, we were kidding before we started recording. I've always said people, that's the place here in West Virginia where people wear their good pajamas to go shopping. They, you know, they, they, you know, you, you wear the ratty pajamas to bed, but your good pajamas, you wear to Walmart to, to come grocery shop. But in all seriousness, how is Walmart's around where you filmed in your area? How receptive have they been to you? Um, you seem to have developed a relationship with them. And again, it's just a tragedy again, that we've got another incident in a Walmart where um, someone takes some lives and things like that. And I, I do not want to diminish that whatsoever. Um, I know that Chesapeake, Virginia area very well, having worked down there, but what's your relationship with Walmart been like as you've been filming inside their stores in your area? Uh, well, in my area, uh, first of all, I, I almost always try to go somewhat outside of my area, um, just because we do shop there, you know. So um, I will go a half hour outside, maybe. So, you know, I'll go on into, you know, within 30 to 30 minutes to 60 minutes, I guess, outside of my area to, to usually go to those places. And fortunately, you know, Walmart is a pretty big deal, um, especially out here. So there's several to choose from. Um yeah, I, you know, I think that it's, it's really about, we're never as, as human beings, we're never going to just not need laughter in our lives. And there's never a point in my life where I think I'll be at the, I'll be at that place where I'll just be done or I won't want to do it again. Even if it's at a lesser scale, I think I'm always going to want to somehow be able to feel like I'm able to impact uh, people's lives and Walmart seems to be a good place to do it. I don't know. People seem they're not very uptight. They're a little relaxed and, and, um, I, I always, every time I walk into a Walmart, I say, these are my people, you know, these are my people, yeah. but it's the joke. I, I think it's important to always note that, you know, the joke is on, the joke is on me. The joke is, is never on people or certainly that's never the intent. And I think once you're, once you're making fun of somebody or once the joke is on them, you're not accomplishing what you should set out to accomplish. So, um, and that's what I love about this. I, I, you know, I was kind of around like the, the fart machine and you would kind of plant it somewhere and push a button, you know, and, and blame yeah. it on somebody or whatever. With this thing, you have to own up to it because it's just, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's in your pocket. People hear it. They know it's from you. And um, so you get to be the butt of a joke every single time. Hey, everybody, Brian Sexton. Prices are going up by the day. We've got to find ways to increase our household revenue. Now, a couple ways you could do that is, one, you could go and ask your boss for a raise. But if that doesn't work, 
I've got another way for you. It's my friend Joe Hart's program called Products for Profit. Joe's been a guest here on the Intentional Encourage podcast and told his story about how learning retail arbitrage changed his life, and he's been helping thousands of people change theirs. Now, retail arbitrage is simply this. It's taking a product and buying it and then reselling it online for a higher price, and you keep the profits. And guess what? Amazon and Walmart use third-party resellers every day to fulfill their customer orders. I want you to go to productsforprofit.com or productsforprofit.carrd.co. Get connected to Joe's team. Tell them you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast and start making money today with Products for Profit. And now let's get back to more great conversation on the Intentional Encourager podcast. You know, you, you, you have to take the blame for it. And um, and that's pun intended, right? You have to it, be the butt of the joke. Intended. Yeah. I had to say it that way. <laughs> um, I just, um, you know, I think that we need more laughter. I think we, we've come into this place where there's so much serious, there's so many serious things and issues going on in the world that that we need it now more than ever. And we make such a big deal about being healthy and stretching and working out and eating right and all of these things that we implement, you know, into our daily lifestyle. And we have to incorporate laughter into that, whether it's watching your favorite funny movie. I, I, you know, uh, some of my favorites are uh, Dumb and Dumber, for example. I, yeah. You know, stuff like Three Amigos is one of the classics to me. You know, I just, that stuff just makes me laugh. And, you know, the other night, um, my daughter came over, she's 20 and, um, has her own place and stuff. So she comes over for visits and everything. And we were sitting around and we were watching a movie and we just laughed and laughed and laughed. And, you know, a couple of days before that, we, we started kicking around. It was the stupidest thing. We were kicking around this little green balloon that was left in the room. And it was me, my, my, uh, wife, my daughter and our two youngest kids, Jackson and Jasmine. So, and Madison. So we were, we were just kind of sitting around and it accidentally happens. A green balloon sitting there, somebody tossed it up. And the next thing you know is this balloon game landed. It lasted for probably an hour of just going around. And you should have seen, we were laughing so hard at this thing, just the moves and the trying to reach to get it. And you make up all these rules and you can't get off the sofa and you got to reach and you got to. And I, it was we laughed. It was like that, you know, that belly laugh, that really deep when you get into that, you know, and it yeah. felt so incredible. And even the next day we were all going, man, we were so sore. What are you sore from? We just laughed for so, so much, you know? So I think that there's so many benefits to it. And also we got to remember God gave us this incredible gift. We don't really think about the stories that we have heard about or read in the scriptures we don't really think about these guys cracking up laughing but you know it had to it's one of the greatest gifts he's given us and there's so many healing qualities to just that you know having that outrageous laughter and finding yeah. things humorous so i love it i feel like it's one of the things that that um i'm called to do i think it it ended up you know it, it's a, a fart ministry if you will i don't know <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> well, and, and again, here's the thing, too. I don't care if you're five or you're 95. That That's funny. And, and we've got a guy in our church, Jack, 
who told me this. I, I've been going to the same church for the last 16 years. And this guy has got a total Southern West Virginia accent, my buddy Steve. And he comes up to me one day. We'd just gone to church there a few months. And he goes, hey, Brian, you know what's always funny? Farts and midgets. We still laugh about that to this day, 16 years. And I told him, I said, man, when I'm old and senile in a nursing home eating pureed food through a tube, I'm still going to laugh at that. I could I could be out of my mind, but I'll laugh at that. You're right. God gives us that. Where are the – take me through a moment, Jack, where you have been blown away by the spontaneous joy that you've provided to somebody that was like, man, I knew this was funny, but I didn't expect this reaction from somebody. Has there been those moments where you've just had that spontaneous joy moment from something you filmed? Yeah, sometimes somebody will laugh to where they'll get into that belly laugh, and you just know that you're doing, you feel like you're you're being used, you're being, you're being, um, used in a way that that somebody's never going to forget you know like it goes on and on and it lasts for quite a while and then other times i get messages and emails from people all the time i mean every day that talk about how somebody in their family passed away or they're in the hospital currently recovering from something really serious people with cancer all kinds of depression and they talk about how watching these videos have pulled them out of some, you know, funk that they were in some kind of really deep, dark place. And, and uh, I love that. And I think I, I, you know, I love that so much because today we have become so socially awkward. And when you go to Target and Walmart and these places, you become aware of that quickly. And it's not like it was 30 or 40 years ago. People are now just different. They want to get in and get out. They don't necessarily want to socialize with anybody. Yeah. So when you do something like this, it forces them almost into a, a position that they don't didn't really intend to happen, but but they have to now interact. And I like that because it brings people down from it breaks the ice. It really breaks yeah. the ice and makes people feel like um they're laughing. You got them laughing now. You've you've broken this shell where now you can converse with them. You can talk to them. You know, one time, a couple years ago, um, at this little uh, this Walmart in Nashville, there was this lady, and this video is up on YouTube. There was this lady. I was looking, hoping you'd get to that. I think I know where you're going. Where you actually got to pray with somebody. Yes. Yeah. That that I was hoping you'd go there because if not, I was gonna. I was going to lead you there because it was so powerful. And forgive me for interrupting you, but it was so powerful the moment that led up to that. And then you just kind of stopped what you were doing, which I love, by the way, just knowing when to just stop and go, hey, you know what? We're filming here, but can I pray with you? Take me through that moment. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up, Jack. I did. I didn't know how to handle that situation when it happened because she was looking at purses i think and she found this like backpack kind of purse and she had it on and she i heard her oh, i heard her talking about how it was easier on her back and everything and um she started to talk about this gastral 
problem that she had or something, some kind of a thing that she had to go to the doctor for and she was looking into it or whatever. And I said, you know, sometimes if you just, and I'm like, what are the chances that this lady who I'm about to prank starts telling me about some gastral, you know, problem. I'm like, this is such a perfect fit. So I started to show her, I said, you know, sometimes if you just fold your arms like this and you just, you know, and I was kind of showing her and she got so into it. She took the backpack off and she's like, oh, show me. She was ready to like learn how to fix this, this gastral problem, you know? And so I say, you just push and you go, you know, and I did it. She, she went, how did her mouth dropped open? She said, how did you get that out? How did you? So she, the next part was a lesson. She was trying to learn something from me. She thought I was legitimately able to do this. And she thought, well, maybe if she could do this, it would help. So this went on for a little bit. And, uh, and then I became aware quickly that there were, there were other issues going on. There were more serious things going on. And after she laughed a little bit and got a kick out of the whole thing. I don't remember specifically. I think her husband had, had, had her son, I think committed suicide, which was a really serious thing. And then her, her husband had something. I think her husband may have passed away recently. Anyway, it was, just, and then she was going into the doctor on top of that to have this procedure done. And I'm, I'm like, well, the first thing I thought of, well, I'm not going to use, I'm not going to use this because this is terrible. You know, I, I, I need to do something that, how are we going to turn You think, how are we going to turn this around? Yeah. And the first thing that came to my mind was this is a lady who just told me three major things that are going on in her life. Um, that are pretty serious things. And, um, so my instinct was to, to spend some time in prayer with her and just talk to her, talk to her a little bit and, and pray with her. So we did right there in the middle of Walmart, prayed for her. And, um, you know, she told me at the end of that, that she needed that laughter and laughter is so important. And there's a lack of it today. Um, a couple weeks ago, the exact same thing happened in, in a different Walmart. And this lady said that her, she had just left a hospital where her daughter was there and her, her young daughter who was in her early twenties had her uh, leg, I think, amputated uh, recently. She had diabetes and it took over and all these things. And she's in there. And, and, you know, she, again, she told me how much laughter meant to her and that she didn't intend on going to Walmart after this hospital visit to start cracking up laughing, but she did. And, you know, we spent an hour together. She showed me her daughter's Facebook page and her daughter's in good spirits. And she believes that God is going to, I mean, it was a beautiful moment that we had. And then again, right then and there, I said immediately, do you, could, could we pray together? Do you mind if I pray with you? And she said, yeah, that would be wonderful. Absolutely. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. You know dreams are powerful pieces of intentional encouragement. We all have them. If you're a business owner, you've probably always dreamed of taking your sales to levels you've never seen before. I've got a guy that can help you with that. His name is Brad Norwood. My good buddy Brad has been on the Intentional Encourager podcast as a guest before, and he is a dream specialist. His company, Dream It Pro, offers incentive packages to travel to places such as the Masters, 
Kentucky Derby, the Super Bowl, even exotic places that you've always wanted to take your team, but you just didn't know how to do it. Brad's your guy. And oh, by the way, Brad's a certified bucket list coach, so he can help your team members achieve their personal dreams as well. I want you to go to www.dreamitpro.com and find out more or call him directly at 479-466-6907. And by the way, tell him you heard it on the Intentional Encourage podcast. Let's get back to more great conversation here on the Intentional Encourage podcast. It's interesting how many people are are um, interested in doing that. If you offer, if you ask, them, yeah, you know, it, in those moments, do you feel like it's been the Lord leading you and just kind of ordering your steps in that direction? Because you mentioned a couple of minutes ago the fart ministry, and again, that's that connects to people. I know it's you know people might say how in the world, but it's the connection of the vehicle connecting to the to the emotions of the person and inducing laughter inside of them have you ever felt like when you've left an interaction like that jack you feel like man lord you knew exactly where i needed to go today i was just going here randomly but you intentionally had me go there for that person yeah i think it becomes immediately the most important thing that happened that day so um I've always said that though, you know, uh, even even before YouTube and before the the fart humor and all of this kind of stuff. I've always kind of wondered about that. I've always kind of, you know, woken up in the morning wondering where God would and you don't always know necessarily that God is going to lead you someplace specific, you know, for some divine purpose, but I always think about that and I always wonder that. So whenever something like that happens, it's really really um exciting. You know, have you ever felt, have you ever felt that, that this feeling, this urge to confront somebody or talk to somebody and for whatever reason you, you don't do it Yeah, and you go the other way, it's one of the worst feelings that you can feel. You feel like you totally missed it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't. I don't like that. And and I love I love the end result of something being an opportunity to share the Lord with somebody. Um and sometimes it's not even all that. I mean, sometimes it's just, in fact, most of the time, it's just somebody finds it funny and they crack up laughing, and that's the laughter that they needed that day in their life for whatever reason. Well, and and here's the thing. I can remember, and I'll share this with you in the audience, because it, it 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 has to do with a moment I had with my cousins at my dad's memorial service. We lost my dad pretty suddenly almost 10 years ago, and I was standing outside the, the funeral home, and I was like, oh, man. we the, His church that he pastored cooked us this big meal, baked steak and gravy and all this stuff, and it was tearing me up and I didn't have a fart machine. I, I was the, I was, you know, in full disclosure, I was the fart machine and I'm standing with a couple of my cousins and it just let her rip. And then somebody comes out the door and I said, God bless you. 
<laughs> I just said, at that moment after it, and and my cousin said, you never broke stride. And we, every time I see them, we <laughs> still go back to that moment 10 years ago where we didn't want to be there. That's the last place in the world we wanted to be. But that moment kind of brought us all together. And I still think about that moment and laugh because it's so fitting of the the things that God just uses to say, hey, I'm going to give you levity in a heavy moment. I'm going to give you some mm. some laughter in a moment where there's just, you know, where, where you just need to break the ice. It, it's so the tension is so heavy. Jack, have you ever been have you ever gone into a situation like that where the the air was so heavy and you knew that you could lift it, no pun intended, with with your fart machine, you could lift it in that moment or with something that you said or did because listen, you you're let's be honest you're multi-talented it's not just the fart machine you've done a lot of other things in your career you've done a lot of, of other types of different work but this just seems to just break the ice in a lot of different places have you had those moments where that particular instrument that god used you to break the heaviness in the air I think so. I would have to think about a specific example, but um, I think there's a general heaviness sometimes, and you're not even sure necessarily why there is. And sometimes it is that social awkwardness. You know, one of the socially awkward things that we have going on today that's kind of a wall is different nationalities are around us. So you have, you have, you might have a Hispanic family or something that's near you, and they don't really know how to speak well good english or something you know uh, did i say that right good good english well yeah. english. and well, um, i live in I west virginia we're like 50th in education who knows i mean you could be <laughs> so, you you could be 100 percent right and, and I, i'd be like well yeah i guess you, you know i'll take your word for it man <laughs> but you know it, the thing that i love about this particular thing is that it's it is a universal language and so i do all of these other things but i only know how to talk english you know so if you don't if you don't understand that, I don't know what to tell you. It might not be funny to you. Mm -hmm. But um I like this because I've had it with me overseas and in other places like Haiti and you know you you, you squeeze this thing around kids, they always laugh. And um you know, I think that anytime you laugh and anytime there's an opportunity to 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 make somebody laugh, no matter what, there's always going to people are going to ease up. So no matter what's going on in their life at the time, they're going to slow down. They're going to ease up. They're going to feel a little bit better. And you know how many times I've done this and people say, I needed that. Thank you. It happens all the time. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. It really, it really, really is. I've got to let, I've got to ask you in the last couple of minutes we have left and you're watching on YouTube. You've got a couple of, of pictures behind you of a guy that, that resonates and connects with me. And that's Carmen. You see those? Yeah, I saw that. I saw, I saw Carmen for the first time in 1992 as a college student in Huntington, West Virginia. I got to work his his product table because they somehow connected to the Christians to the Christian Center at Marshall University. They were looking for volunteers, and we volunteered and worked his his product table. One of the greatest communicators I have ever seen yes. is, is Carmen. 
I, I want to ask you, because again, I see that in the background and things like that. Talk about the impact that, of communication or maybe what you've learned from a guy like Carmen who passed away tragically a couple of years ago from cancer. Um, it's a voice that we're missing in the Christian community with, with Carmen not being around. What did you learn from Carmen in communicating with people or, or, or maybe an impact that his ministry and his music had on you? Well, it, so it's more that I met, I met Carmen when I was 15 and, um, it was in, uh, 1988. He was doing the radically saved tour and, uh, he spent a significant amount of time with me, just, just he and, and myself, just him and me. And we were backstage in a room by ourselves and he just listened to me. He poured into me. It was a really incredible experience. And, and uh, without going into too much detail, it was it was incredible for me because up to that point, I had studied him and I had watched everything that I that I possibly could. And so I had, um, you know, I had the music. I had records at that time. I had, you know, and I just could not believe like the the stories in his songs and the way that he would communicate with people on stage and um you know it was just it was it was incredible i grew up in a kind of a fatherless home i, I had a stepdad who i loved very very much but it wasn't a full-time gig you know i never knew my biological father so there were a couple of people that i kind of looked up to from afar and one was Carmen and the other one was Michael Landon <laughs> and um, because Little House on the Prairie was my favorite TV show and that he was such a perfect TV dad and um, I sang in church mm -hmm. so you know when I was like a, in uh, in my early teens and on up I, I sang in church and so I went to the Christian bookstores and bought Carmen's background tracks on cassette yeah, such are those little. Uh, we know what cassettes are, and um, you know, you go on stage and sing, and I I did it at the um, churches all over the place, and and so I got to tell Carmen about all that, and um, after that moment, I met Carmen again in 2020, so it was kind of cool because, you know, here I am, a 40 something year old guy, you know, and uh, I get to tell him about this story and and remind him that this happened and that happened. And I thanked him a lot. And, and, um, uh, we could talk about that eventually if you want to as well. But, uh, we ended up developing a, a very quick, uh, friendship and, um, we, uh, spent, I don't know, probably a hundred hours on the phone, um, during the pat during the last eight months of his life, it just, uh, wow. getting to know each other and, and planning for a really, really big, project that's still happening so yeah let's park that conversation we will pick that up in part two of our of our episode here but yeah. but jack I, I would be remiss in in the last minute or so that we have tell folks how they can find your content tell folks how they can get connected with you um if you're looking for a laugh i'm telling you this guy can provide it tell folks how they can get connected with you the, i always tell people this the easiest way is just to google Jack Vale. Um, and uh, but I'll tell you real quick on YouTube, it's Jack Vale Films, and on Instagram, it's Jack Vale Films. And if you Google Jack Vale, you'll find Twitter and Instagram and you know all the social media stuff, Rumble too. 
That is awesome. What a what a this has been so good. What an honor it's been to have you, Jack. And and again, I can't wait to to share. We'll pick up with your Carmen story in part two. So, folks, you're not going to want to miss part two of this episode. I'm telling you, it's going to be tremendous. And we'll hear Jack's story as well. But Jack Vale, thank you for joining me on this episode of the Intentional Encourager Podcast. Thanks for having me. It was fun. My thanks as always to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Means. And of course, the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ, who provides intentional encouragement every day through his word. If you're not subscribed to the Intentional Encourager podcast, hit the subscribe button wherever you get podcasts so you don't miss an exciting episode where you can get encouraged and stay encouraged. And remember, anyone, anywhere, at any time, any place can be an intentional encourager.